on the 25th of January, 2020, we are bringing the Addicted to Success event to Cape Town, South Africa. And on the 1st of February, we're bringing the event to Johannesburg. This is your opportunity to dive deep with Emil Steenveld and I to transform your money mindset. This is a one day exclusive event. We also have Sashin Govender joining us in Johannesburg. He is a powerful multi-millionaire entrepreneur who's born and raised in South Africa. We also have Heidi Shannon from Australia who is a mental health coach who knows how to pull apart your weaknesses and put you back together with strength to really show you powerful strategies to uplevel your mind and your way of thinking. And we have Adam Roa from the US who's flying out to teach you how he has been able to expand his creation and how he impacts millions through his content. He has reached multi, multi millions of views with his Goldcast video. So don't miss this opportunity. Also, 50% of profits will be going towards rape crisis in South Africa. This is where you get to support those that have been physically abused and sexually abused. This is going to a good cause and it also means that you're now able to step into your abundance after moving through your blockages. The way that we teach this is going to be unforgettable and I cannot wait for you to join us in South Africa. So make sure you go to I am addicted to success.com. That's I am addicted, the number two success.com and get your early bird tickets now before they go up. Tickets are selling out. So jump in and this is your opportunity to make 2020 your best year yet. I like the fact that we're here in a beautiful place. And I like the fact that I met you three years ago in, and this is so funny. We're literally surrounded by monkeys. Like it's, <laughs> a, I'm not even joking. There's no, so no movie shit. Like this is, you and I meeting for the first time in Bali, in Ubud, in Indonesia, surrounded by monkeys, and you were interviewing me. And then you came to my house, uh, this was a good year ago. Uh, it's a Villa Chabai out here in Bali near the rice fields that um, are quite a bit further back from this place that we're currently in. And we had such a powerful interview, and I really believe it was powerful because you have really committed to the game you've really dived in, you've implemented, and I could feel your energy, man. You were just there to be like, hey, how can I stimulate as much value from Joel? So I, I'm excited to return the favor, dude. I'm excited to jam with you today. I know that you've achieved a lot of incredible things in a very short amount of time. Uh, if you're listening right now, Gavin has brought his business, online business, from zero to three million in the space of 12 months. Like that's just like, that in itself is freaking amazing. Uh, but I know that you go even deeper than that and, and really just check in and go, you know what? Yeah, I'm making a bunch of money, but do I want to be doing this every day for the rest of my life? Do I want to wake up playing the same pattern in the same movie? And I love that you've broken that up and gone, you know what? It's not about the money. I'm really here to serve at the highest level. And I'm so excited to dive into this man to see how you started three years ago and I know you dived into books and you're all about learning and that, and then you've just like evolved into this incredible version of yourself that I know f is gonna be forever evolving. So dude, thank you so much, man. I mean, let's do this, and man, let's I do have, this. I have so much respect for you and everything you've done with this podcast and your story, because it was like six years ago when I ran into the Addicted to Success podcast and I was wow. not making very much money. I was actually working construction jobs, I was working, you know, uh, cutting grass, painting yeah. houses, like you can name it, oh, right? hustle, man. <laughs> I, I, I was in the hustle uh, in, the, in, a, in not the most conscious way. And I never knew really, 
until I was 25 years old, I didn't read a business book. Right, right. Right? And do you remember what that first podcast was that you listened to? Grant Cardone. Grant, Grant Cardone. Cardone. <laughs> yeah. Uncle G. Uncle G. <laughs> Did this, it, was, uh, it was actually hilarious. It was the best Grant Cardone interview I ever saw because he loves you. For whatever reason, he absolutely loves you. Uh, so I was listening to this, but for me, listening to those podcasts back then when I was first stimulated and had my like fire ignited in me to like really go after something and stop just playing small, I would listen to these podcasts as a way to just hear these stories of people and what they had gone through so I could be like, okay, I'm not crazy. Yeah. Everyone around me thinks I'm crazy for having these big dreams. Everyone thinks that like, this isn't the path. You're not gonna be able to make it. You gotta go to school, get a job. We've heard this so many times before. Yeah. And I would just be like, no, like I can see what they're saying is truth. There's truth within this. Like, and we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. We hear this all the time, but yeah. how much of the time do we think about like our digital influence, mm. right? We are also the five people we listen to the most, you yeah. know? So it's not just into the physical. So I would stop hanging out with my friends as much and I would start putting more audio books and podcasts in my ear. And one of those was the Addicted to Success podcast. And I listened to the, these interviews over and over. I was just like reigniting that fire because it's not easy. The game is not easy. Like people think it is. Sometimes they're like, oh, I'm gonna get on the internet and get rich quick. We talk about this all the time. Yeah, the coaches or all this <laughs> culture of people wanting to just get rich quick. That's not how this works. Especially if you wanna build something that feels good on the inside, not just like you get a couple likes on the outside, right? Yeah. But yeah, I just wanna thank you for that before we get started with everything else. Well, this is a great segue because I know it's such a uh, necessary conversation there are so many people right now that are trying to be influencers. Mm. Um, and if we were to break it down, and obviously there's a generalization to this, but at the same time, there's a, a big concern because an influencer, what is that? It's an influencer is, hey, this works really well online in the sense of if I present myself like this or I say this or I show this or uh, it is a carbon copy print of the thing that mm. works as popular, then that means I'm gonna get a lot of likes and uh, interest. And I, I don't know if you feel the same, like as a, as a creative as well in this space, I, I like really respect people that are willing to be courageous in their creativity. They go, you know what? It's not just about like finding what's popular, but it's about speaking truth. Mm. And, and usually when you speak truth, it, it can be challenged. And I think a lot of people have this running fear of rejection that keeps showing up for them where they're like, well, I'm just going to play it safe. I'm going to post the quotes that I know get a lot of likes. I'm going to shoot the video content that seems to work for Jay Shetty or Lewis House yeah. or whoever it may be. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to do that. <laughs> and I think women do that too. You know, they're like, oh, well, I will do the booty shot because I know the booty shot gets a lot of interest. Or, mm -hmm. you know, there's this other person that's a high level influencer that's doing, you know, shots in Morocco or wherever it is. Let's go do that. And, and at some point, that's going to get old, you know. And we talk a lot about principles and trends. And so many people are following trends. And what's scary about trends is the fact that you fall into a cesspool or saturation of millions and millions of other people that are doing the exact same thing. And so what I like about the way that you showed up is you did the thing that you feel was like popular and it was working really well with e-commerce. You made millions of dollars, but then you went, wait a minute, no. I want deeper impact. I want to run by principles. So, so let's break it down. Man. What were the principles that you applied in your life 
and you have taught to your team, mm. you love to share with others that you feel has allowed you to move from the zero to three million, but on top of that, to expand into your, your limitless course that you've created here mm -hmm. that just serves people on such a deep level. So, mm -hmm. so break down the principles so we can have something actionable here today. Man, this is so powerful. So I'm, I'm gonna go into some quotes and some things that I just like, I truly live by. Yep. And you know, I, I don't consider myself like um, deeply religious in one religion. This is like, I, this is my truth, right? But I believe deeply in the principles of religion. So this sounds a little bit weird to a lot of people. Like, well, oh, don't you have to be in one religion or aren't you a scientist or whatever it is? And I'm like, no, I'm gonna try to study a lot of these different things and I'm gonna try to find where there's truths within it all. Like, this is how I look at things. And I look at something like, you know, let's look at just Richard Dawkins. I'm not a Richard Dawkins fan, like he's the best guy in the world. But he has some very intelligent things to say, just like a lot of Christians and Muslims, or a lot of people have intelligent things to say. One of the things he said is, he said, survival machines that learn through simulation are always ahead of survival machines that only learn through overt trial and error. Right. What he was saying is, most people get born into this world and they learn everything through their own trial and error. And by the end of their life, they're like, why didn't things work out the way I wanted them to? Well. Yeah. If you studied Tony Robbins, you would think, well, I'm gonna stand on the shoulders of giants. I'm gonna go learn from the best, and then I'm gonna start at the top and then start to work my way up. And he's pretty tall, he's like yeah. six. <laughs> but I was like, this kind of principle, it's like, okay, we're born as human beings with these instincts, and then basically cavemen born into a modern world with everything else that's different. Yeah. So if I stay a caveman, that means everyone who's ahead of the chess game and who has studied the human animal and our ancient animal drives and our psychology can just click all my primal hot buttons and make me watch pornography, make me eat sugary foods, make me uh, use my credit card in ways I shouldn't. And then I'm gonna be stuck, this kind of slave to the system. So that principle to me is like, how do you find truth at the highest level? Because all these people are studying all these different fields. Like look at uh, Dr. David Buss with evolutionary psychology. Like, wow, he's like gone in and studied why we do what we do and we have access to that information. Mm. So when I'm trying to study sales funnels and getting my team in any area, I'm like, who's the best person in this area? Yes. We're gonna go study the best person. Model. And I'm gonna take you and I'm gonna send you to their event or yeah. I'm gonna get you their course, or what is it that we can do to model this best person? Mm. I am not gonna sit there and say, hey, we're gonna figure all this shit out on our own. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me, right? And then another thing is like, you know, it's not the strongest or the most, or the fastest that survives, it's the one most adaptable to change. And, yeah, you know, we've all learned yeah. this before, Feel that. because as evolution was being studied, this is one of the quotes that came out. And if you just think about that, it's like, we're in a time that's evolving so fast, like exponentially. But if most people stay in their old caveman brain, they're just being basically triggered from the outside yeah. and being controlled. Or you could play the chess game and always be five steps ahead. So I'm trying to be five steps ahead and I'm trying to learn all the principles. So what I'm saying, what I'm saying is as an action step, it's like, who do you wanna be? What's your vision like you talk about? Yeah. And then how can you find someone who's been where you were and then you can start modeling their success? We were talking before about Ray Dalio where, you know, he's one of the richest dudes on the planet, billions and billions and billions and billions. Uh, but at the same time, you know, he can share these principles and say, you've got to be, you know, skeptical about things and challenge it. But at the same time, realism has to be at play. And, and that doesn't mean that you 
uh, can't have big dreams, which, which you were saying before. Uh, I know that recently I had this moment where, you know, I'm, I'm 10 years into my career of running Addicted to Success and everything. And, yeah. and I had a call that I jumped on the other day. This guy that has raised millions of dollars per film and they've done four of them in a row, beat the deadlines, had incredible people. They're shooting a movie with Martini. They want to shoot a movie on me, on Living in Your Vision. And after I got off the call, I said to Emil Steenvel, my, my business partner and friend, I said, dude, I wrote down once in my vision 10 years ago that I'll be working with, you know, these incredible leaders in documentary films or documentary film, yeah. just film. And I've been in four documentary films so far. All of them have come to me. I never go into it. And this fifth one has come and now it's like a movie they want to base on me. And I st said, I don't want self-promotion. Let's like bring other people in it too so we can make this really epic. Mm. And, and he's like, dude, of course. And I remember Michael Bernard Beckwith said when I interviewed him, he said, when you're in alignment and you're doing what you love yeah. and you're vi envisioning it and you're committed to the vision, and you're not off course, when it comes into play, always say, of course. Mm. It's like you're expecting it to happen. Yeah, yeah. But if you're out of alignment, you're off course. It's not coming into your space. And, and so sometimes I feel like there's this worthiness thing that happens. What do you feel you have really tapped into when it comes to your self-belief? Because I, I, this is one of the dimensions of success that, yeah. I, that I often use within my framework with my students and clients is you have um, values, beliefs, habits, and skills. They're the, the, I believe they're the, the four dimensions of excellence across the I board. Agree. And we tap in all the time and go, which area are you lacking in? Now, when it comes to your beliefs, what do you believe about yourself that you believe has brought you to this place of this success that you have now? If you could list at least three or four beliefs that you believe like to the core about you, because I yeah. want the listeners and the viewers to go, cool, this is what I need to start working towards in order to reach a level of success that Gavin does. This is... Oh man, it's such a good question. It's so it, it can go to so many layers, and I could I feel like I could go for hours on this. But let's just go into the movie The Matrix for a second here. Yep. And when Morpheus is sitting there with Neo, and he's like, you know, you felt it your entire life. Like there's something wrong with the world. It's like a splinter in your mind driving you mad. Yeah. And I remember that growing up. I remember that in elementary school, and I would be uh, just daydreaming the whole time. Why am I here? and them telling me like I basically I was stupid, but I had no idea anything else. I just knew I visioned a lot. But, and I knew I wanted to like create stuff, but I had no idea anything more than that. That was just where it ended because I was trying to be boxed in. And then I remember at one point I was like in French class and everyone was like trying to say like one to a hundred and everyone skipped 60 and went right to 70, like they went right yeah, yeah, to it yeah. and I kept saying 60. But because everyone was like looking at the cool kid, they kept doing it because they were too scared to like not follow no everyone way. else. And oh. I remember like these times of like, sheep, man. Yeah, what is going on? But I never knew anything more than that. I would just question these things. And you yeah. get enough, like hundreds of those things throughout your life, thousands, and you, you just question more of reality. But there was something always inside me, and I don't know what it was, always saying, you're gonna figure something out. You're gonna meet somebody. Something is gonna happen. You're gonna discover something. And in the movie, The Matrix, a lot of people don't know this, but Neo represented the neocortex. Morpheus represented the knowledge, the god of dreams. Trinity represented the heart, you know, the sacred feminine. So if the whole movie is codable. 
every part about it is decodable because it comes from a book called Simulacra and Simulation, which is all right. about like... It's, it's like a Gnostic way of yeah, drawing the world. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, but it's incredible if you really decode all, every little piece of the movie has meaning to it. Yeah. Uh, deep psychological meaning. But when I, was, when I was studying this, when I was looking through this, and I was asking myself like, where did it happen for me? Where were these moments of awakening? Like, how did I discover my Morpheus or my truth or my knowledge? And one of those moments was I was out at uh, the lake with my friends. We were getting hammered. I was about 23 years old. And we took a hike, walking down the train tracks. I, we, we look at this little cliff and we're like, hey, let's, let's climb up this thing. It was about 40 feet. Climb up this thing. Uh, it's easy, whatever, no, no big deal. We're sitting on the edge and my friends are like, let's go, let's go around, let's go down. And I'm like, I'm just gonna climb back down because I'm my ego, I thought I was just gonna be able to do it. I'm drunk, really smart thing to do when you're drunk, by the way, <laughs> climb cliffs, you know? We don't advise to do this at home. Yeah. <laughs> do not advise. Uh, so, I start climbing, whoosh, flip, I'm upside down. Yeah. I'm, I'm dead, in my mind. It's done. Good job, Gavin, you fucking idiot, you know? Uh, caught by two tree branches. No idea, like, what, what's going on. My shoulder's dislocated. I'm looking up. My friend's looking at me in horror. Like, I look around this cliff, and there's no other tree branches. This is the only place, two things coming out of this tree. Little fuck, they caught my shoulders. So I climb myself down, and my brain is going like, yeah. And I'm like, did I pursue my passions? Did I like do something of purpose in life? Like, what am I doing? Doing drugs, just drinking, like wasting my life away. And I, it's one of these realizations where if who you know you can be is so different from who you are or from the actions you're actually taking, yeah. you look for escapism of course. in between. Yeah. So that was happening to me in my life. But at that moment, there's something inside of me that said, first off, this is bonus time now. You better fucking do something with your life. Second off, I'm like, I'm meant for something more. And whether this is true or not, I'm not telling anyone like you're special or you should just go to astrology and numerology to have you told you're special. But if you believe you're special, if you believe that you're here for something more, then you're going to act like it. Of course. Yeah, so, your worthiness goes up because you're like, I'm actually worth something. Exactly. And that, in that moment, God had his hand on you. Yes. He's like, absolutely. here's your second chance, well, Absolutely. What are you going to do with it? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's where like Tony Robbins comes in with like his certainty, cycle of certainty. You know? Oh he, yeah, Maslow's uh, hierarchy of, of needs. Maslow's needs, hierarchy yeah. too, but he has this cycle of certainty, which is you have your potential. It's a, well, we'll put it on, but it's like you have your potential. Yeah. And your potential determines like what you believe about your potential, at least, determines the actions you take. Yep. Those actions you take determine the results you get. Those right. results determine the belief. And then that cycle continues. So if, when I had that moment, let's say, I yep. started to believe that I have more potential, well, right. do you think I'm going to start taking more actions? Of course. Of course. Of course. Do you think I'm going to start to see some more results? Yeah. Do you think my belief will increase, right? Yeah. And then, do you think my potential will feel like it's even bigger? You know? So, of course. But if I feel like I have a small potential and I take a small amount of action and then I get little results and then I say, oh, I can't do it. I don't have a lot of belief. So it's like I started realizing little things can really help. And one of those things was I met this guy who became a mentor of mine, Paul Taylor. 
I was walking down the back lane after this uh, in, in Canada. I meet this guy, he's flipping tires, he's hitting things with sledgehammers, and I'd met him a year before, and, I, uh, and we had connected, but I hadn't talked to him since, because I was a little a loser, man. I, say, I feel like, when I look at myself back then, like, I was a drifting loser, like Napoleon Hill says. Limited version of yourself. Limited version, but I'm, I'm using this as the word that I would have used then. Yeah. That's not how I have to look at it now, yeah. because I was unconscious, but that's how I felt, right? And I saw this guy and he's like, hey, you want to work out with me? I'm in jeans, all this stuff. I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. You know? So now I'm hitting sledgehammer in jeans, flipping tires, 30 minutes later, drenched in sweat. And this <laughs> became my first mentor. Yeah. And the first person that made me realize if I take a certain action, I can get a certain result. Yeah. And the first person to start changing my beliefs of you can do this, you can do that. He had been in jail for four years. He told me about all of his mistakes. Mm. He made me realize that my mistakes are not my future. Yeah. He made me understand so much more about who I could be. And sometimes we need that. Mm. Sometimes we need that mentor. And that's what your podcast was. That's what a lot of these things were. As soon as I met him, I started looking for more. Yeah. You know, and then I started seeing more versions of this story. Mm. It's so powerful, man. Yeah, man. I, I kind of feel like it's like the rite of passage to go through that experience to go, okay, I've got a contrast now. I know what it's like to not have this. Then I have this like, it's like a little peep through a window of what's possible. Mm. And then when you see people, as you climbing the ladder, you see them implementing and taking action and moving forward and supporting more people and things getting bigger and lifestyle changing and evolving from the inside out. There's this allure to it where it's like, wow, I want that. Now, let's talk about this. You've achieved success, mm. right? To a certain degree. And everyone's definition of success is it's different. different. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's subjective, blah, blah, blah. We already know this. Um, but for you, what would you say is a thing where you're like, oh, this is success. And then when you went to get it, you're like, wait a minute, that's not it. And you've had to kind of, let's say, change course or move in a different direction. And you've kind of recalibrated into a better space. What was that thing that caught you by surprise? You're like, wow, this thing I've been chasing for so long, isn't it? And now this is what it is. I think in business, we learn a lot of things about creating value. And we learn a lot of things about you know, making money and money, making money, there's nothing wrong with it whatsoever. But when we're in the situation of more scarcity, we're trying to just find any way to make money. Desperation. Desperation, not inspiration. Not inspiration. It's out of a place of desperation. So I was just looking and looking and looking and looking. How can I find ways to make money? I tried so many different business ideas is ridiculous and failed so many different times. And then I found the right business partner at the right time and the right thing. And I saw e-commerce and I was like, watching these YouTube videos, like these guys like suck at this stuff and they're teaching it on courses, like what's going on here. <laughs> but I learned so much about marketing over the years. I was like, I can now apply all this knowledge that I learned to this business model. Yeah. And I went down that path and it was great. I was like, wow, this is great. I can actually like give a lot of value to people by selling a good product and make money. But at the end of the day, I started to feel really empty because I still realize I only have a certain amount of time on this planet. Yeah. And that time has to be spent giving my best gifts to the world. So I had to ask myself, what are my true values? When you talk about values, what truly do I value? What truly do I want to see the world look like in 20 years? Like, because I was here, why did the world change? I started asking those questions. And it wasn't yeah. just selling random physical products to people that were solving a random solution. 
Mm. It was, what is my gift? What do I, when I talk to someone, what do I give them? You know, and how can I multiply that by millions of people? This is mature success. Mm. Welcome to mature success, bro. Like, honestly, this, this is something that I, I could say only recently tapped into in the last few years because I was chasing this elusive rabbit. You know, I was like, well, this is what success means because I see this and this and that. And then the more that I got mentorship over the years, I realized when I started asking the right questions, I realized, wow, the things that I thought were priority, these guys literally have already done it and it's the piece to the puzzle, it's not priority anymore. So when I get mentorship, I ask now, what is your top three priorities in your business and your life and I get them to list it because if they can list it to me now and I start seeing patterns seeing like this person says this and this and this and this has got to be like if they've done it for 20 30 40 50 years yeah. that's got to be important yeah you know obviously like still living my unique journey and everything as, as you have too uh, I remember when we we're in a uh, monkey forest in Ubud and you were like standing in front of the camera and you're asking questions. What happened, man? Share that experience. This is, this is <laughs> awesome, man. This was a, a really... Three years ago, right? Three years three ago. Three years ago. I, I really believe in like really good feedback from mentors. Like, and I really believe in learning from that feedback. Not just, you know, I'm going to think about it my way and I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to learn through trial and error like we talked about at the beginning. And I was asking you questions and I was hustling, man. I'm trying, you know? I'm trying to make things work in my life. But I'm like rough around the edges. So I asked, you, you said at the beginning of the interview, make sure to ask some, uh, like specific questions. Yeah. Like to give me a level of awareness to like not just ask the same things you're always asked. So as we're in the interview, I'm talking, talking, and then I asked some sort of question, and then you gave some sort of like response, kind of making fun of it and, and, <laughs> and laughing at me. Challenging you. Yeah, challenging me in a good way. In a good way, it was hilarious. But it was a very good moment for me to gain more awareness. Yeah. And I think like, like what does Socrates say? He's like, the unexamined life isn't worth living, right? Ooh. And I love constantly looking at how I can optimize. I reflect back on what I could have done better and I optimize. I actually, I like this whole like you're enough movement, but that's not enough. And what I mean by that is if I'm just like enough, but I'm just lying on my couch eating Doritos and I'm saying I'm enough and that's just cool, there's something wrong with that. And here's why. It's gonna cause unfulfillment in your life if you're feeling that way, right? But if, I'm like, yeah, I am enough. I'm a human being. I was born here. This is all beautiful, but I can be more, you know? I can be more. I can be more for my family. I can be more for the world. I can learn more. I can help more. I can... So yeah, I am enough, but I can be more. So you feel good now, but you also realize I can be better. So when I get this constructive feedback, sometimes it like hurts for a second, but I realize you either win or you learn. You know, so yeah. I'm like, how did I learn from that? I took that and I've, I've lived with that moment as how can I be more aware? Yep. You know, and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I remember hanging out with Gary Vaynerchuk. This is about six years back. We're in VaynerMedia offices and, and we're talking about growth and, you know, building your business and scaling. And he said to me, if I'm not embarrassed of the person that I was three months ago, yeah. I'm not growing fast enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that sat with me so well because it's it. like, that's that whole thing of like, yeah, you are enough as in you're worthy of it, you're confident, you trust yourself, yeah. you know that, you know, it's not gonna all happen overnight at the same time. Yeah. Grant's the extreme where Grant's like, be ridiculously like frustrated and, 
and appalled at yourself, you know? So like you get these like different yeah, like yeah, ends yeah. of the scale. I would say obviously have gratitude for where you're at, right? But at the same time going like, you know what? My potential is just so much more than I've ever experienced. And I think Everyone, that's the most exciting right? thing of life. Like yeah. I, I remember uh, this guy that, man, I, I studied his stuff so much. He ended up dying. He, he died in a plane crash. This is about four or five years ago. His name is uh, Miles Monroe. And he says, you know, like imagine that like God's created you, manufactured, manufactured you as like a car, right? Yeah. And let's say that like you look at the taco on a car, the speedometer, and it says that basically your potential is 300 on a, on a speedometer. And you're driving along and you see someone next to you and they're going 60 kilometers an hour and you're going 60. And the next thing they pick up to 70 and you go, oh my gosh, look at this person. They're so incredible. Da, da, da. And we praise them yeah. to the ends of the earth and think they're so amazing. Little do we know we have 320 or 300 sitting on the dash that we could also reach too. Mm. And it's because we're not really truly focusing on what's my lane, what's my vision, you know, where am I? So that being said, what's yours, man? Like, where do you see this going? And like, what kind of skill sets are you starting to apply? And what habits are you sticking to to get you there to that bigger and higher version of yourself? Man, I love it. All these questions, so good because you bring it from so many different angles. Yeah, tie it like, in, bring man. it all together. <laughs> tie it in. I want powerful answers, man. <laughs> uh, so, man, for me at first, of course, it was like, how do I break free? You know? Oh yeah, he's getting them good. Uh, so <laughs> it's like got the, the dogs dog, in the, the dogs background just the going background. at each other. So you can split them up if you need to. <laughs> so, so it's like you and Nico when you were boxing. <laughs> oh man. So here, here, here's what it was. Number one, I was like, I, I just don't want to keep working these jobs because I would work these jobs, but I would work always harder. I felt than everybody else, but I would never get paid more for that. So I'd always go the extra mile during the jobs that I would work. Because as I was there, I'm like, why don't I work hard? Of course, I'm not just going to sit here on my iPhone doing nothing. I'm going to get shit done. But I re realized I would never get any rewards for that. So I'm like, how do I get more rewards for my effort? So entrepreneurship, of course. So you go down this rabbit hole and you start to read these books and your mind gets exploded because you realize how much more is possible and how much more you can do. So you start to like head in that direction. Oh yeah, I totally agree. So as I'm seeking for this freedom and starting to study sales, marketing, psychology, like I became so obsessed with the just like universal natural laws, just like the truth of how things work. Because I realized like if I learn this stuff, it's going to work. I'm going to figure it out. And there was actually one moment where I was in network marketing for like six months when I first started out. And I was watching this YouTube video from Cesar Rodriguez. <laughs> I go to the mall the next day with these tactics that he teaches. He's like, go to the mall, do this, do this, this. I'm walking in and out of the mall with a suit on, with an iPad, and I'm walking, and I'm walking out, I'm like, who's the best salesperson here? And everyone's like, me, 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 because they're competitive people. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, okay, you, here, now. Like, I'm acting, literally, like, at that point, I'm being the person that he's saying, do this. So I go, and then I bring this guy aside. He's like a manager or a salesperson. I talk to him, and then I'm like, you're the type of person that's very good with keeping appointments, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Nine out of 10 times people would show up. Why? It's an identity commitment. And I realized, oh my God, if I learned a hundred of these like psychological tactics, I can't not be successful. Yeah. So then I apply all these things in copywriting and all these things now, of course. Right. But I am so much more addicted to helping other people use this stuff on themselves 
and become manipulation proof than I am in using it in marketing. Yeah. I want someone else to be a better chess player. Like that is like, I, may, when I see someone's eyes light up when they awake to that next level, it's like, oh, I get so fueled by it, man. Transformation, bro. Transformation, but it yeah. took going into all the marketing and all the other stuff yeah. because all that stuff is being used on us. Why don't we use it on ourselves? Wow. You know? Like we can, it's there. So that's why I created Limitless. Like I was like, I'm gonna create something where someone can use this stuff on themselves and through repetition, upgrade their own software. Yeah. You know, just upgrade their computer. We're supercomputers. We upgrade our iPhones all the time, but how often do we upgrade our brain? So, so how can we be a part of Limitless? Man, Take well, down, I, man. I have limitlessmasterclass.com. We like taking a shot of whiskey. Here's the thing, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give three things. If I were to do three things, to like create success in my life, I would, number one, I would learn how to upgrade my mind. So we have these supercomputers we were never given our owner's manual for. So you go throughout all of school, never being taught how your brain works. How fucking crazy is that? Like never once. We're just taught subjects. And we're taught to memorize, but not how to memorize. So think about that. I, I did a video online the other day where I memorized a hundred digit code forward and backwards. And I taught people how to do it in an hour. And people are like, how do you do that? Well, it's easy. Your memory works very simply. But I didn't know how to do that before, but I learned it from one course from a guy, Ron White, and then I could do it in an hour. Yeah. Anyone can do it. We look at movies like Limitless, and we're like, that movie, this is why I created that, that, this course, because that movie, Limitless. But, but think about this. What if that was the norm, and we're actually all just slow? Think about that, right? I already believe that anyway. Of course, <laughs> I know. But I'm the average person, right? It's like, we, that's the norm. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, I wanna create that as the norm. Yeah. Uh, so number one is we have to upgrade our brain. Number two, we have to take this knowledge and we have to learn how to influence our world. One of those things is upgrading ourselves because we become more influential the more we stand in our truth and the more we upgrade ourselves. Yeah. But we also have to learn how to press the triggers in other people's brains. Because if you have something that's really good for other people, it's your duty, obligation, responsibility to learn how to influence them to do those actions. Yes. And if you don't, then what are you gonna do? How are you gonna help them? So when my mom, and my, my mom was younger, she was living in Africa, she grew up in Africa, and people came to the village to say, hey, there's like, you know, this other tribe or these other people coming to the village and they're gonna like cause a lot of ruckus here. You know, you, people are gonna die. And my parents left and my grandparents left but a lot of other people didn't, and they all got murdered. And if that person was better at selling and influencing, less people would have died. And this isn't everything in life. So we have to realize, a lot of times we think influence and persuasion is bad. What if you influence and persuaded people to do something that's so good for them, that's gonna help them avoid really bad situations? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's very, if you have good intentions, it's your responsibility. And I feel like the people who have the best intentions always spend the least of the time learning how to persuade. And the ones who have less always want to control people. And it's sad. Wow. So that's another part. And then number three is we have to learn that all successful people take action right now. Yeah. Speed of implementation, they make quick decisions, and then they learn from that. But they don't yeah. sit around like on the sidelines, they get into the game. Yeah. There's the people in the stands. There's the people on the sidelines, and then there's the people who play. Yeah. There's the people who watch the movies, and the people who are on the movies. Right. We have to get in the game. Yeah, so. I often say success loves speed, and money loves momentum. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
you gotta you gotta like move with haste. Yeah. I was listening to a guy by the name of Russ. He's a rapper, yeah. R&B singer, you know, Russ, right? He's I got love a, that one song, Manifest. Oh, Manifest, I haven't heard that one. So I haven't good, heard man. that one. I heard that one like, fuck it, I do it myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's cool, there's, there's some bouncy tunes and, and he's very much inspired in life. And uh, he said in one of his chapters in his recent book, It's All In Your Head, he said that when his mom used to call him when he was younger, would like, like, Russ, come here. Sometimes he'd be like, oh, I'm busy. She'd say, come to me and move with purpose. Right? She'd say like, get here with purpose. Would often hammer that into his mind. And he said he, it never left him where he always thought to himself, like if I have an idea or I have something that I should be doing and know that I need to be doing, is I've got to like do it with purpose. I walk with intention. I make it happen. Like mm. it, it's like now is the time to do it. And he said that he recorded this track and he was speaking to his friend. And he said, hey, we should like get someone to do a video for this. Like we should shoot a music video clip. So I contacted a guy and the guy said, yeah, yeah, we'll get that done in a month and a half. And he had a tour coming up. He's like, man, we need to build some buzz around this tour. So him and his friend decided to go get a video camera. They shot it and edited it within two days. That video has like hundreds and hundreds of millions of views and it's, it's brought to him so many opportunities and he I said went to one of his concerts before right right and and he said the reason why uh the other guy said a month and a half and they were able to do it in two days because that guy wasn't as passionate as him about it so it's like how do i get passionate people in my space how do yes. i be how do i tap into my passion and move with haste now you have and I wanted to tap into this and talk about this because I think this is really important. I think a lot of people are going to hear this and, and also see this and be like, wow, you've inspired me, Gav, to do this too. Um, you've put a lease, uh, you've, you've purchased a lease on a place for what, a year, two years, whatever it may be, out here in Bali. Yeah. Epic pad, man. You've got like five, six bedrooms. You've got, you know, a, like a pool in the center that's like so epic, man. It looks like you're in a resort and you've got a waterfall running underneath you and you've got like this whole like yeah. yoga chalet. You've got the whole setup, man. Now, this is obviously a great investment for you. Can you break down what was, what was your train of thought around that just before and why is it a good idea for digital nomads or entrepreneurs to really do something like this? Because think about this. Like, it's so funny because my mind never used to work this way. A lot of times we think about spending less money because that's going to be the thing that's going to like not make us lose so much money. Yeah. But I was like, okay, if I, I get this place for a year, I rent it out. Then when I'm traveling, I rent it out, right? So now I have the money coming back. And by the end of this year, I'm going to have lived there like seven months of the year or something. And basically almost have lived there for free. Yeah. Well, have had some of the most epic people there all the time, building my team, building people around me. So it's just like, oh, this just makes sense. And if you listen to like Grant and other people, people are like, you've got to like, Buy a house as soon as you have enough money and you got to like hold on to that house and keep your job. This is all stuff what we've been taught for so long. These are all terrible investments if yeah. you actually want to build wealth. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying overall they're terrible investments, but if you don't have money, you got to invest in yourself, number one. Yeah. So you can build yourself, so you can build businesses that can allow you to do these things. Yeah. Like Grant, Grant, every time he's like, you have 50 grand, it's like, who cares? You have 100 grand, who cares? 200 <laughs> who cares? Like, yeah. that's not going to do anything. Yeah. But... I wanted to build something where I could attract more incredible people. So people will maybe look at my story, some people won't understand, and be like, oh, he's doing this to show off. Okay, you know, there's maybe a piece of that. I'm a human being. Uh, I want nice things just like the rest of us. However, 
if I really look at my core of what I wanted, I wanted to attract great people. I wanted to attract great partners, great business partners, great investors. Great. I wanted to attract great conscious minds and have a space. That's why I built this table. It's like a 12 person, like Game of Thrones table. So we can do masterminds. Yeah. Like I envision, I, <laughs> I envision, I envision doing masterminds with these like, yeah. you know, geniuses. Yeah. geniuses, like a league of extraordinary people, you know, like I envision that. So you build this because you understand that I want people to come there and have an experience. Yeah. Like it's, it's deeper layers. The more you evolve with this stuff, it's deeper layers. And I'm not saying I'm super evolved. Like I do dumb stuff all the time still. However, I do realize there are layers to this game yeah. and you do evolve past your old self for yeah. sure. Yeah. And if you're watching this on the YouTube channel and addicted to success, YouTube channel, we're going to be rolling some video over this of your Epic pad. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, do you know, I had this whole thing of like, go to be humble, go to be humble when I was younger. And I think it's because I got acknowledged so much of being humble. Yeah. And one day I went like humility, like, yes, have compassion for others. Yeah. You know, don't brag your ass off, get the results, right? Yes. Very important. At the same time, if you've worked your ass off for something and you've been smart at it, not just hard work, but smart work, and it's brought into your space, share it, mm. share what's possible with others. And I love that yeah. you've done that. You share it shamelessly. Yeah. Uh, you know, you encourage the best of the best talent to come out to, to align themselves with your vision. And, uh, you know, what we talked about a good year ago when you were at my place, it's really about like, if you can clearly articulate your vision to the world, the right people start showing up yeah. and you've done it. And, uh, and now you're sharing all the things that you've implemented, man. And my, my tribe are like soaking this in. If you're not right now, get your freaking pad and your pen, write these notes down, rewind it, pause it, replay it, whatever you need to do to really soak this in because I've seen Gav in action and he takes notes and he implements. And that's what you need to do too. Man, thank you so much for everything you've done. And I just want to hit on one last point with that. Do the it, articulation. Bro. Drive it home, man. Drive yeah. it home. The, artic <laughs> the articulation. Man, I realize that, like, just like in the movie The Matrix, if you can articulate somebody's feeling, like, almost better than they can, yeah. they will unconsciously finally have an awakening that somebody gets them yeah. and move in a direction that they can, like, completely change their life. And it happens so many times to me on your podcast and other books where someone, like, I was feeling this thing, but I needed someone else to articulate it in a certain way to give me yes. that epiphany awakening moment to realize I was actually on the right path. And I'm hoping in this podcast at some point, one of those things came across to someone because the reason why I did Limitless and the reason why I'm going to be writing books and all this stuff throughout my life yeah. is I want someone who is in that position to have that same moment. Yeah. It was the great, it's all these moments were the greatest things that ever happened to me. Yeah. Amen. I can never have more uh, uh, amount of materials that will be better than the yeah. feelings and the, uh, uh, that I had during those times. Yeah. You know, ever. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Like that's everything that I'm feeling as I'm moving through this journey in life. And you're just like, you're articulating it really well. Mm -hmm. You know, I appreciate that, man, because this is a full circle thing right now. It's like six years ago, I was watching this. And when you sent me that message saying, man, you like, you deserve to be on this podcast. You've been watching it. That meant like the world to me. It really did. You do, so it's like a dream come true. You do. Absolutely. So that being said, man, how do we get more of Gavin Dantes? Where are you online? How can we access Limitless? Yeah. So Gavin Dantes on all social media with a Z, not an S. Dantes. So Gavin Dantes yeah, yeah. and uh, limitlessmasterclass.com. You can get the course. 
And I would love to give any of your people a discount. So let's just do like, um, you know, addicted. If you type that in, you'll get a 50% discount on the course. Let's do it. Hell yeah, man. Big love, dude. I appreciate you. Thank sure. you, man. Awesome. Now, one last question. We wrap every interview up with this, okay? If you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? Man, just don't leave with that feeling inside you that you have that you need to release, whatever that is whether it's something you need to say to somebody, whether that's something you need to like write down so it stays in the world, don't, don't leave without doing that. Because sometimes that's what we need to do right now and we're waiting till the end of our life. But whatever that is that you would do then, do it now.